are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. Hope you guys' this holiday weekend was great. Enjoyed some time off on President's Day. We are back talking all things BYU sports. Some big news for BYU basketball as they move into the national rankings at number 23 in the newest AP poll that came out yesterday. Also need to get some BYU football news as well as catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports. So a lot to get to on a Tuesday edition of the program. All brought to you today by our good friends over at Spavia. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in just a little bit. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for February 18th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, my day job. And thanks again for joining us on your daily podcast, focused on the BYU Cougars right here with the Locked On Cougars podcast. This show is available anywhere and everywhere podcasts are to be found, so make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. That way you never miss a show if you're new to the listening to the program and also make sure to leave us a favorable rating and review let us know what you think if those five-star reviews really do help us build the audience because they help us find BYU fans and BYU fans in turn find us on the social media platforms the podcast platforms that the various podcatchers use to promote their podcast so thanks in advance for your support of the show let's kick things off today is BYU basketball on the heels of two wins last weekend a narrow 72 to 71 victory over San Diego Saturday night if you didn't watch that, you may want to go back and watch it because BYU, man, by the skin of their teeth, escapes the Slim Jim or well, more appropriately named Jenny Craig Pavilion. I prefer to call it the Slim Jim, but BYU escapes with a victory there. And as a result, on the heels of a six-game win streak now, BYU is now ranked in the Associated Press Top 25 Men's Basketball Poll for the first time since in nine years. Uh, BYU checked in at number 23 yesterday in the latest weekly poll that was released yesterday morning. Uh, BYU had received 43 fo- votes in last week's poll, putting it fourth among others receiving votes and then jumped up to 188 188 points or 188 votes in this week's poll and that's a big time deal for BYU basketball because like I said it's been nine years since they were ranked in the top 25 if you think back nine years ago what was that season oh yeah it was Jimmer Fredette's final season and BYU finished that season ranked number 10 in the final AP poll of that um, season so big deal for Mark Pope to have his team ranked in the top 25 to start this in his first season as head coach of the BYU basketball program. And I think it's a fantastic development for this team because they've been kind of knocking on the door here for the better part of the last month and finally breaking through, getting into the top 25. And just in time for a top 25 showdown with number two ranked Gonzaga Saturday evening. I think this is awesome. BYU has an opportunity here to really stake claim to being one of the top basketball programs in the country and if you were to go out on your home court and beat the number two team in the country speaking of Gonzaga I think you would be in a good spot in terms of maybe making it into potentially a five or a six seed in the NCAA tournament at that point and at that point 
the sky's the limit for this BYU basketball program. I like what I've seen from them. The San Diego game was very concerning in many facets because BYU did not shoot the ball well, but traditionally they have struggled down there at Jenny Craig Pavilion on the University of San Diego's campus. Similar to Firestone Fieldhouse, where BYU will finish out the regular season coming up here in a couple of weeks in Malibu, California. Those two gyms just seem to give BYU all kinds of issues, and I'm not sure what the reasoning is. We'll be sure to talk to the players and coaches this this week when we have a chance to sit down with them during media availability. I'm sure that question will come up. But BYU escapes San Diego with a 72-71 to win. The old mantra is survive in advance, and that's what BYU did in that game against San Diego because the Toreros, not a great team this season. They have struggled all year long, but they brought the fight to BYU, and the foul trouble to Yoli Childs was absolutely a factor for BYU in that game. But the the simple fact of the matter is, is that they did win the game. That's all that matters. They're on a six-game win streak now as they get ready uh, for that Gonzaga showdown on Saturday. Ahead of that, they've got, of course, one other game coming up this week. But you, you, you just look at it and... <laughs> I think BYU, they're in a good spot. Honestly, I do think they are. I've talked about this previously on the podcast because I feel like right now anywhere being projected between a 7 and a 10 seed means you're in the NCAA tournament. And Joe Lunardi, who is the premier mind when it comes to kind of predicting the brackets for the NCAA tournament, has BYU is greater than an 80% chance of making the NCAA tournament. He's currently got them sitting on the 7 seed as the first 7 seed. So they're on the cusp of moving up into the six-seed range. And if you were to upset a Gonzaga on Saturday night, number two, after you beat Santa Clara Thursday in theory, because you can't lose to Santa Clara. That's at 7 o'clock on Thursday. They'll take on the Broncos at the Marriott Center. But Saturday night, you take on Gonzaga. If you were to take down the number two team in the country, it's not out of the thinking that you're up into the five-seed range at that point with most of the projections. I think this is a fantastic development for the BYU men's basketball program. I think it makes Mark Pope's hire look genius, honestly. And that's nothing against Dave Rose and his staff. Could Dave Rose have done similar things this season with a senior-laden squad? Sure. He would have had, in theory, he might have had Yoli Childs come back after all. I don't know, but... With T.J. Hawes, Yoli Childs, uh, you look at Jake Toulson, some of the seniors on this year's team, BYU is set to really make some noise in the postseason. All expectations at this point are is not just making the NCAA tournaments we talked about maybe a month ago. Making it was a big deal. Now the expectation is you go out and win one or two games, make it to the Sweet 16, and really make it a special year. That's what we're looking at right now with BYU basketball, and that's a fantastic, fantastic development if you're a BYU basketball fan. And if you haven't bought into this program, like I said, buy in now. There's only three games left in the regular season here. Santa Clara Thursday night, Gonzaga on Saturday night, and then the following Saturday, the regular season finale out there at uh, Pepperdine. And then it's postseason play for BYU. You have to go to the NCAA, not the NCAA tournament, the West Coast Conference tournament. And then, in theory, you're on your way to the NCAA tournament with a pretty high seed. And the expectation is that you advance from there. I think this is a great, great time to be BYU to be a BYU basketball fan, and not just because this team is is hot right now. Because a lot of people are saying, "Well, this is just a one year and done thing." 
You have to realize, BYU's got guys redshirting this year. The former WAC Freshman of the Year in Wyatt Lowell, a guy like Richard Harward. Next year, BYU may not be as lethal with as many seniors on their squad, but they're still going to be plenty competitive. And I think next year, the expectation is they can make a return trip to the NCAA tournament. This year, the expectation has become, as a result of BYU flying up the standings and the national perception, now that they're a top 25 team, yeah, you're looking at potentially making a run at the Sweet 16. That'd be a fantastic season. But I like what BYU's got sitting behind the scenes here, getting ready for an extended run under Mark Pope here to start his his head coaching tenure at BYU. He's going to hit the transfer portal hard. He's going to recruit guys hard. I think what BYU is showing right now is they are set up to have a, a run here of expectations for the NCAA tournament year in and year out, and they should be able to meet them. Can they match maybe a potential Sweet 16 run this year? Okay, I can't predict that. I can't look into the future that far. But the nice part is right now, BYU, the expectation has gone from this season. Hey, they could make the NCAA tournament. That'd be a fantastic development. To Hey, if they win a game, that'd be awesome. Now the expectation is you win at least one, maybe two games and make a run at the Sweet 16. That is awesome to see. BYU is rolling right now. And if you're a BYU basketball fan, buy in. This team is legit. All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU basketball. We'll get to some BYU football notes here in just a minute. Of course, A.J. Stewart leaving the BYU football program with one opening now on Kalani Satake's staff. We'll talk about some potential replacements for Coach Stewart and also just look a little bit at the BYU basketball, not the BYU, BYU football program, excuse me, in terms of what they might do with some roster turnover it's looking like going into the offseason and preparing for spring ball just a couple of weeks out. So plenty to get to on that front. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you by a good friend of ours in Spavia over there in Sandy, Utah. 10261 South State Street in Sandy. We told you guys to use Spavia to surprise your significant other for Valentine's Day. If you didn't, if your gift didn't hit right, well, there's still time to have Spavia take care of you guys. As I've said, I went over there and had a massage. They are the best of the best. They bring the five-star luxury resort feel to anybody and everybody for a reasonable price. It's a fantastic, fantastic offer. They have couples massages, spa package discounts, gifts with purchase, whatever you guys need, Spavia can take care of you. Give them a call. Let them know that you're a Locked On Cougars listener and they'll make sure you're taken care of. Call them 801-424-7566 Once again, 801-424-7566 or stop by Spavia 10261 South State Street in Sandy. It's right next to the uh, to the Sonic there on State Street in Sandy. It's not hard to find. Talk to them. Let them know that you're a Locked On Cougars listener and they'll make sure you're taken care of to make sure your significant other also feels pampered and refreshed pampered and refreshed score points and give the gift of ultimate relaxation and pampering give the gift of spavia once again give them a call 801-424-7566 that's spavia proud partner of locked on cougars all right guys the news broke on valentine's day that aj stewart byu running backs coach is leaving for the university of arizona and first things first hey Congratulations to Coach Stewart. He's had a pretty meteoric rise here in his coaching career, having spent time at Rice after his playing days at Kansas, coming to BYU, spending the last two seasons getting everything and anything he could out of a number of guys at the running back position for BYU, as well as being an elite recruiter for the BYU football program. And now he gets his opportunity to go to the Power 5 level. So first things first, congratulations to A.J. Stewart and his family. That's awesome. 
He's getting an obvious pay raise moving up to the Power 5 level. And I understand there's some people out there. I had some people actually tweet at me when I was talking about this on social media. Why would he leave for a program where there's probably going to be a head coaching fire next year? Well, why not? Even if he even if he does spend just one season at Arizona, he's at the Power 5 level. He's even able to build his reputation even more so at the highest tier of college football. And spare me your, your thoughts on BYU potentially being a, a better than Arizona. It's a perception thing. They're in the Power 5. I get it. And BYU, honestly, I do think they are a better football program than the University of Arizona. But just the perception is that it's a Power 5 level school. They can pay more. And A.J. Stewart gets that opportunity to add a Power 5 school to his resume. Does that mean that AJ Stewart couldn't return to BYU at some point in the future? No, but I think he's on to greener pastures and I wish him nothing but the best. And the biggest thing I think he has going for him is he can point to any, at any point during his coaching career down the road, they say, Hey, how have you dealt with adversity? If, if I'm him, I point to my two years at Brigham Young University and say, Look at all of the guys I had to play in two seasons at BYU at the running back position. I had to get production out of all of them, upwards of, I'd say, probably 10 guys due to multiple injuries. I've never seen a position group hit as hard due to injury as the BYU running back group. Maybe the BYU quarterback group is in similar territory, but the running back position for BYU has been absolutely decimated due to injury the past two seasons. And that's a big tip of the cap and a big feather in the cap of A.J. Stewart for what he's been able to get out of that position group despite all of those injuries. So I wish him nothing but the best as he moves on to coach the Wildcats down there in Arizona. In theory, if he's not a part of a staff overhaul next offseason, BYU could be facing off against Coach Stewart in the season opener in 2021 down there at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas when BYU and the Wildcats square off down there in the open season opener in Las Vegas. I think it'd be pretty cool to see that storyline play out, but of course there's still a season ahead, and Kevin Sumlin, the head coach down there at Arizona, he is under the gun. He's making staff changes to, in theory, solidify his position as head coach, and I think a guy like A.J. Stewart is a fantastic pickup for Arizona. He's a big loss for BYU, particularly on the recruiting trail. I've talked to some different coaches of the prep ranks who just sing praises of what Coach Stewart's been able to do during his time at BYU. They think he is the salt of the earth. He's a guy who doesn't mince words. He doesn't go out there and blow smoke up people's you-know-whats about things. He's very real when he talks about what he expects from his players, what he anticipates from his players, what he wants to get out of them. So I think he's a loss for BYU football, particularly in the fact that he is a non-LDS minority coach who leaves BYU. There are other coaches on BYU staff currently who are non-LDS minority coaches, speaking mainly of a guy like Gennaro Guilford, but A.J. Stewart brought in a new element. He had never been a part of the BYU coaching fraternity. He came to BYU from Rice. He had connections in the state of Texas all over the state, really helped BYU open up avenues there, and whoever the new coach is going to be at the running back spot for BYU, they have to be able to step in and really capitalize on some of the inroads that a guy like A.J. Stewart made in recruiting. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, who are some of the potential um, replacements for a guy like A.J. Stewart at BYU? Well, I think there's one already on staff, and he's been his right, speaking of A.J. Stewart, he's been his right-hand man during his time at BYU, and that's former BYU star Harvey Unga. Harvey has been a graduate assistant at BYU, really has been biding his time as a Cougar, hoping to make it on to a full-time coaching staff, and he's really stuck with the Cougars in hopes that 
it would happen to BYU. It's a real easy fit to see for BYU, but I do wonder if Harvey, a guy who has been around BYU his entire coaching career and playing career, does he have the same connections nationally that A.J. Stewart did? Did he pick up some of the connections that Stewart got during his time working with him? Harvey's never been out on the road recruiting. That's been that's a big bugaboo at this position. You have to be able to go out on the recruit go out on the road, excuse me, and recruit young men and really sell them on the vision and what BYU football is all about. Would Harvey Young have a hard time saying this is what BYU is about? No. He is a guy who can speak directly to what BYU is because I think he had his senior year taken away from him in a very stupid manner. And I'm speaking of Harvey Unga. He should have been able to play out his senior year at BYU. Obviously went into the NFL supplemental draft after that arbitrary decision to take that senior season away from him was made. Spent time on practice squads with the Chicago Bears, among other teams in the NFL before returning to BYU. So I think the fact that he has done everything he's done in a BYU uniform, he's been through the the discipline process at BYU as a student athlete athlete, Harvey Unga can speak to what BYU can do for a young man more than better than most can do it. The only question mark on him are how are his connections recruiting beyond just Utah and Provo in general? That's a big question mark. I think Harvey is my favorite to land the spot if BYU just wants to plug and play a guy with two weeks to go until spring ball. I think Harvey would be a great addition. It's just a question of if can he a question of can he carry on what AJ Stewart did recruiting-wise, mainly in Texas, etc. We'll find out. But I think Harvey Unga, very easy one. Another one I've heard mentioned is, is Jimmy Bill, a uh, running backs coach up at Montana State. Uh, certainly, it was also coached at South Dakota State. And uh, Jimmy Bill, the reason why he's being connected to this job is because he has connections to Gennaro Guilford, one of BYU's, cor- well, BYU's cornerbacks coach, one of the assistant coaches on the staff. So he has relationships with other BYU coaches. Uh, he's a non-member LDS guy, didn't grow up in the church, doesn't have a connection to BYU outside of his relationship with coaches on the staff. He would come in and really help, I think, recruit guys, and he'd be an L- a guy you elevate from the FCS level to the FBS level. I think the tough part about BYU right now is I'm not sure that they can attract an FBS level assistant to come in and be the running backs coach at BYU. I could be wrong on that. Kalani Satake could throw us all for a loop and really hire somebody that uh, similar to AJ Stewart, a guy who was at Rice, a lower level G5 program and bring them in. But Jimmy Bill seems to really fit this role of a non-member, the whole quote unquote double minority, non-member minority coach who comes into BYU looking to make a step up in his coaching career and you hope he has that impact. We'll see what happens, but Jimmy Bill absolutely is in the mix here. And then finally, one other name that I threw out there on social media immediately was Quinton Ganther up at Weber State. He spent the last six seasons working there at Weber State with the running backs under head coach Jay Hill and Quinton Ganther, a former standout running back at the University of Utah. He understands the dynamic of playing in the state of Utah. Granted, he played for the University of Utah during his playing days, but he would come in and be another one of those quote-unquote double minority candidates, a non-member who as an African-American coach who has the opportunity to go out and recruit and make a step up in his coaching career. Jay Hill has put an incredible staff together year after year up there at Weber State, and Quinton Ganther has been there the whole 
whole time with him through all six seasons of Jay Hill's tenure to this point. He would understand the ins and outs of recruiting the state of Utah. He'd understand recruiting in the West, etc. He's coached some great running backs during his time with Weber State. And I think that Quinton Ganther, who was a candidate the last time the running back's position was being hired for when Jeff Grimes came in, etc. I absolutely think that Quinton Ganther would be in the mix. He has connections to Kalani Satake from his playing days at Utah, obviously. And I think that would be an interesting hire in that regard. So, plain and simple, all three of these guys, speaking of Harvey Unga, Jimmy Beal, and Quinton Ganther, all have bona fide coaching credentials. Different strengths, obviously, as different coaches, but I think BYU can afford to let this play out a little bit unless they feel like, hey, we need somebody in place in time for spring ball two weeks from now. The problem with BYU is the hiring process on campus at BYU is slower than molasses. So if you want a plug and play guy, your best bet is Harvey Unga. He's already on staff down there as a graduate assistant. You would just be elevating him to the full time job. A guy like Quinton Ganther, Jimmy Bill, might be a little more of an extended time to get them through the interview process, et cetera. That just is an absolute joke down there at BYU, but that's a topic for a different day. But I think all three of them have bona fide credentials, and we'll see who ultimately lands the job with BYU, as well as maybe even shuffling the coaching staff a little bit if they feel like maybe a co- staff. A, a staffer currently could move over to running backs coach and hire another guy to replace that person. That would be an interesting development in its own right. So obviously a lot to track. We'll make sure to bring it to you each and every day right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, we'll catch up on some of the BYU sports news coming up in just a minute. Uh, BYU baseball, big top 25 upset from a young BYU baseball program. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you guys that listening to this podcast can be as simple as using your voice. You don't have to lift a finger to be caught up on all the BYU sports news you need to know each and every day. And all you got to do, guys, is tell your smart device, your smart speaker, whether you've got a smartphone in your car, you plug that in when you're driving around, or if you're just at home with your smart speakers, tell them, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and that way you stay up to date with all the BYU sports news you need to know each and every day. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU news that you need to know, so that way you can be the smartest BYU fan when you're talking around the water cooler so listen to this podcast and do it real simply tell your smart device play podcast locked on cougars and be the smartest byu fan in the room all right guys byu baseball finished up play down in surprise arizona it was a four game set for them over the weekend and yesterday was the biggest win of the season to date for byu granted it's only four games in but byu beat national power oregon state who's ranked number 25 currently nationally four to three in a comeback win for byu baseball this is a young lineup they suffered two close losses to new mexico on saturday after winning their season opener on friday so the cougars now two and two on the season but they can take a lot of confidence out of this opening weekend, especially the win over uh, number 25 Oregon State because uh, seven pitchers who threw for BYU was pretty much a bullpen day. The final five, including four freshmen, did not allow a run to a pretty potent uh, Beavers lineup, and that's a fantastic, fantastic development for BYU baseball. Uh, Mike Littlewood had talked in the preseason about how young his team was, but the expectation was that they would grow up quickly and really become the guys that BYU could rely on and a win like this over Oregon State should do wonders for the confidence of some of these young players on BYU base in BYU's baseball program I think 
It's really cool to see. Uh, guys like Andrew Pintar, Drew Zimmerman, and McKay Johnson, all of them had starring roles in this win for BYU. Uh, Zach Peterson was hit on the 10th pitch of his at-bat with the bases loaded to give them the lead. So BYU really just gutted out a win here over number 25 Oregon State. But like I said, you can take a lot of confidence knowing, yeah, guess what? We can compete with the best of the best in the country as BYU gets ready for four games at Cal Poly this coming week. And that starts on Thursday down there in Southern California. I guess it's kind of not really Southern California. Central Coast California is what we'll call it for Cal Poly. But a big weekend ahead for BYU baseball. Hopefully they can go out there and win three or four of those games against Cal Poly and really pick up on the momentum generated yesterday with that win over Oregon State. One final note for you guys from this past weekend. Whitney Orton. You may not know her name currently, but probably want to get to know it. Uh, She is, of course, a star for the women's track program. She broke her third school individual record at the um, Husky Classic up in Seattle over the weekend. She broke the 3,000 meter record for BYU track and field. She smashed the previous record by 11 seconds. That was held by Erica Burke Jarvis. Uh, Orton finished in a time of 8 minutes, 49.63 seconds in that 3,000 meter uh, race. She has now set the record in the 5,000 meters. The school DMR distance medley relay also set both of those earlier this season. Now the 3,000 meter mark. She is having a career for the ages, a season for the ages if you're a BYU track and field fan. So keep an eye out for the name Whitney Orton. She's really been lights out for BYU uh, track and field on the women's side of things. And just congratulations to her on a fantastic showing up there in Seattle. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. want to thank you guys once again for joining us. Hope you guys had a great President's Day weekend. Enjoyed the extra day off. The three-day weekends are always great. And we will be, of course, talking BYU sports each and every day the rest of the week, catching up on everything else going on on BYU sports news each and every day. So make sure not to miss an episode. And I'd love to have you guys interact with the show as well on social media. Follow us, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Also follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. And if you'd like to weigh in via email, you can do that by emailing us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Spavia. If you have any spa needs, give them a call, 801-424-7566, or stop by in Sandy, 10261 South State Street. Let them know you're a Locked On Cougars listener, and they will make sure you are taken care of. Thanks again for joining us. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 18th, 2020. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.